Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for this video. Really appreciate your support. Um, in the description below, you can get in touch with me. Well, my website there, TomLahue.com. Um, you can book coaching appointments. I do help uh, people all around the globe uh, that have questions about the Enneagram, questions about their personality, uh, even with issues of being stuck in life and working on relationships and how the Enneagram can help uh, orient you to a better life. So um, my name is Dr. Tom LeHue and I want to welcome you to our channel today. Thank you to my patrons for your support. I really appreciate your um, you got you guys being with me in this and uh, today we want to talk about waking up from sleep waking up from the slumber that we are in um, that idea of waking up from sleep and how the Enneagram helps us do that um, is not original with me uh, it comes from this book uh, by Beatrice Chestnut the complete Enneagram if you haven't got that book yet I would recommend it to you fantastic stuff anyway the idea within that first couple chapters there about waking up from sleep is that you know all of us in our personality we tend to not be self-aware. If if you know your Enneagram type and you and you've nailed that down and you know your dominant wing and you know maybe even your subtype, there's 27 subtypes and you can you can say, you know, you know your type, your dominant wing and your subtype, you are way ahead of most people in terms of being self-aware and understanding yourself and understanding, you know, what compels you, what impulses you. And it's kind of like now you have a roadmap. You have a map uh, to help figure out, you know, what's next. What, 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 what direction should I be going in? What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? What are my impulses? And you know, the reality is, is most of us, um, you know, we're just operating down on the grid, walking, you know, through the forest, and we're not really paying attention to the map. We're not really looking at the map. We're just operating within our personality type, and unaware how much of our personality type is directing our behavior, directing our habits, directing our, here's a key word, our patterns, okay? So we have these patterns of operation that that control us and that limit us, and we're not even necessarily aware of them. And that's the waking sleep, okay, that we sometimes fall into. This waking sleep where we think we're awake, we're living inside a kind of like a dream mode. We think we're awake, we think we're making decisions that are uh, our own decisions. Uh, we really feel like we have freedom to be and do whatever we want. But in reality, what we come to realize by studying the Enneagram and by observing ourselves is that we have gotten trapped into a self-protective, self-preservation personality. Uh, these nine different personality types you know, whether we're born into them, whether we develop them, whether we fall into them, I like to say we fall into them. I don't think anybody really knows, but you know, they are broken ways at trying to make sense of a broken world. In this broken world of anger and stuff to be angry about, of shame and guilt and remorse and of fear and anxiety and worry, in this broken world, no longer the Garden of Eden, there are nine predictable patterns with 27 subtypes, three within each of those nine, that we orient ourselves into or we fall into that work for us, okay? They work for us. They help us to get what we want in life. They help to preserve and to protect us um, in this difficult wilderness we live in. The problem is, you know, these nine personality types they also kind of constrain us. They they control us to some degree. And when we are unaware of how much they are in charge, um, we 
it limits the choices and freedoms and decisions that we really have in life. So personalities and understanding your personality does not put you in a box. It helps you see the box you're already in so that you can then determine, is this box really working for my best life's good? Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. And I'm thinking through this as as I share this with you. So we're going to develop this together, okay? We're going to develop this together and we're going to come to some conclusions today that I think are profound I think can really be life-changing, okay? If you'll think through this. First thing is, we realize that, you know, our personalities, whether you're a type 9, a type 4, type 5, whatever you are, your personality is kind of like your software that your computer is running. Your computer is not your software. Your software is running the show. Your software is making decisions that you're not that that you're not even necessarily paying attention to. They're behind the veil, you know, behind the grid. Your software is running and processing all this information about what you should be happy about, about what you should be afraid of, about what you should be angry about, about what you should do in the next given moment, about what you should care about. And your software, your personality type is just running this process, okay? When your computer which is behind the scenes, your hardware recognizes that sometimes your software is not always running things uh, toward your best good, you are becoming conscious, okay? That's what it means to become self-conscious or self-aware. And so when you can break from your software and say, you know, at this point right now, this impulse that I'm feeling, this compulsion that I'm feeling right now does not necessarily fit with what's best for me in life or best for the people I care about in life. I think I'll choose a different path. I think I'll choose a different way. I think I'll do something different than what I'm inclined to do, what my pattern is. You are becoming self-aware, self-conscious, and it's like now your computer is back in control instead of the software. Instead of your personality controlling you, you're making some space between you and your personality. And in that space, you're that's what we call consciousness, okay? In that space, you are now conscious that I don't have to operate solely in my personality. I don't have to operate solely based on what makes sense or what feels right or what I'm inclined to do, I can choose anything that I want in life. I can choose anything. I, you, know, you get your head above water long enough for you to see that there are endless opportunities, endless options for you that you don't have to be controlled and manipulated by this self-protective personality, which 90%, no, let's say 70% of the time being a nine works in your advantage. Okay. It, it It's not complete or you, you wouldn't need the wings, but you need that eight and that one wing to balance out what's insufficient in your nineness. Okay. So nineness with your wings works for you 70, 80% of the time. It makes life okay. It makes people get along with you. Whether you're a seven, whether you're a six, whatever type you are, your wings balance you out and they help you be bigger and help you make, you know, have more decisions and more opportunities and better impulses uh, to work for you. But even that, it's not enough um, for you to to have complete freedom in life and, and remove all the limitations in life. So when you break from your personality, recognizing that 30% of the time or 20% of the time, your personality, even with its wings, um, is inclined to 
ruin your life. The same impulses that, that work for you can work against you and ruin the life that you're destined to live. And when you become aware of that and make that space between what you want and what you think and what you believe and, 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 how, and the life you would like versus what your personality is dictating to you, that space between there is consciousness. It's your conscience, conscious mind, okay? Let me, let me run through this. If, if I haven't lost you yet, maybe I can lose you in this okay let's let's try and run through this together and i'm thinking through this so you're watching the mind at work all right we're thinking through this the first thing you do whenever you feel you know whenever you you're probably not going to look at your map when you feel like you're not lost okay so when everything's going okay and your personality is working for you and you feel relatively at ease and happy, you know, and your personality is working for you, you're in that 70 or 80% time, you know, you're probably not going to stop and look at your map. You're probably only going to stop and look at your map when you feel worried, frustrated, afraid, scared, angry, bitter, upset, disappointed, envious. Okay. All the things that are negative, we tend to call negative is what's going to make you now look at your map but you can look at your map anytime you want to okay here's the map the map is number one observe yourself observe yourself observe where you're at okay when you feel that frustration or you feel that angst or you feel that that irritability or you feel that anger or you feel that disappointment or you feel like you're being left out or whatever that negative feeling is observe that feeling don't judge it. Don't hate yourself for it. Don't, you know, oh, I hate my personality or I wish I was something else. Just observe that, okay, and recognize, okay, this is going on right now. In other words, there's a glitch. There's a glitch here in my software, and I want to pay attention to it. I want to focus on it. I want to see it. I want to observe it. Why am I feeling frustrated right now? Why am I feeling upset? What's my impulse telling me to do? What's my compulsion telling me to do? And observing that is really the first real step, I think, um, in looking at that map. All right. The second thing is inquire and ask yourself, ask yourself, why am I impulsed to be upset right now? Or why am I impulsed to be happy right now? Why do I feel so happy and so elated when I get something that I want? Why do I feel so angry and so frustrated when I'm stuck here in boredom? Why do I feel so worried and so fearful when I when I see other people succeeding and whatever it is, inquire and say, where is this impulse coming from? What, why am I feeling this way? Why am I why am I worried? Why am I anxious? Why am I nervous? Why am I angry? Why am I happy? Why am I why am I thrilled? Why am I excited? So you're observing the impulse. You're observing the behavior, the attitude. You're inquiring, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? Those two things right there are you becoming awake. Are you becoming conscious that, that what is my personality telling me right now? Okay. And then the next step, number three, is to evaluate. To evaluate, is this impulse to get angry or to get upset? Is this impulse to feel like I need something else? Is this impulse to leave what I'm doing right now to go do something else? Is this impulse uh, in the best interest of my life's good and the life good of the people around me that I care about? In other words, if you can think of how your life could be better, 
Okay, if you can think of a better life, of how your life could be better, whether that's to be healthier, to have more money, to have a better job, to uh, have good relationships, to to uh, finish school and get a better, you know, whatever it is, if you can envision a better life and you would like to move toward that life, which I think everybody does, we're all moving toward what they what we think will bring us contentment and peace and happiness and serenity. If you can envision a better life, okay, then evaluate, is this impulse right now that I feel, is it going to move me toward that better life? Is this compulsion moving me toward a better life, toward the best for myself and for the people I love, for the best? Is this moving me toward the best? Evaluate that. Because oftentimes your personality is not moving you toward what is best. It's moving you to avoid conflict because you don't want to upset anybody. It's moving you toward, I need to abandon my family and go do something fun. I need to abandon my family and go work harder and spend more time and be a workaholic. I need to, I need to stop enjoying the movie we're watching so that I can go clean up and organize. Now, it's irritating everybody in my life, but I'm compelled to clean and organize and sort out. and So... To evaluate, is this impulse that I'm feeling right now, is this moving me really toward my best life's good, toward the best I can become and the best I can do and the best I can hope for? Is this impulse moving me toward that? Or is it just making me angry? Am I just frustrated? Am I just irritable? And if I am frustrated, angry, and irritable with the people in my life, is that moving me toward those better relationships? Or am I ignoring what I should be frustrated with because I just want to keep the peace at whatever cost and is it ruining my relationships to not have any boundaries? So you're evaluating. First, you're observing your behavior, your impulse, okay, your attitudes. Second, you're inquiring, where is this coming from? Is, is this just me being a seven? Is this just seven stuff? Is this just nine stuff? Is this just a six... Uh, having six things going on? Is this just six stuff? Okay, I'm inquiring, why are these impulses here? And then the third thing is I'm evaluating, are these impulses and compulsions and patterns and habits moving me really toward what is best for my life? Or are they just manipulating me and controlling me, um, maybe even away from what's best? Okay, and then... The fourth thing is, I think, to recognize um, that in this instance, this impulse or compulsion, what I feel like I have no power over, I can't help that I'm upset, I can't help that I feel exhausted, I can't help that I, you know, I don't care, you know, what, what happens next. Whatever that impulse is, is to recognize that this impulse at this point right now is not working for my best interest in life. It's not working for my best life. It's working against my best life. Therefore, I need to recognize that and resist it. I need to recognize it and resist it and say, yes, I feel impulse to get up from this family reunion right now because I'm bored uh, or because um, I, I have other things that I would like to do, like I want to go home and watch the game, or maybe uh, you know, you're know you a three or a one and you feel like you're wasting time and you need to go back to work and you need to focus on your project, um, or or maybe you're a two or a four and you feel like other people um, you know, are, uh, are, 
are, are being loved and accepted more and you're being left out, being left behind and you feel an impulse that I want to leave this family reunion because I'm upset or I'm hurt or I'm, uh, you know, whatever it is, you're recognizing in this moment that yes, I'm observing what I'm feeling. Yes, this is an impulse to leave or an impulse to do something else or an impulse to be angry or an impulse to ignore uh, the, the anger that should be there, the righteous anger that should be there when somebody is mistreating or abusing or stepping over your boundaries. It's, it's recognizing and then resisting that impulse saying, wait a minute, this impulse to leave right now or this impulse to focus on anger or to focus on, on ignoring the truth or whatever it is, this impulse is not moving me in my life's best good. It's not moving me toward that ideal of everything I could be and everything I could do and everything I could accomplish and the best relationships and the best life. It's, it's moving me away from that. If I get up and leave this family reunion right now, um, this is going to cause a disconnection between me and my family. It's going to cause a disconnection. My impulse to be bored with what I'm doing and to wonder what else I could do somewhere else, or to be frustrated with the people that are that are around me, and to want to stand against the wall and withdraw from them, or to get up and leave this and go to do work instead, that impulse is going to cause disconnection between me and my family, which is not ultimately what I want. I don't want that. I want to be connected to my family. So right now this impulse is an impulse my personality my software is is causing me is challenging me to feel i recognize where it's coming from this is seven feeling seven things i can recognize it now i evaluate where it's coming from and i resist it i resist that impulse and say this impulse right now is not working for my good this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, it's hindering my life's good. You know, it's great as a seven to be able to think of how things could be better, okay? And that, that works for a seven a lot. You know, they can they can amp up the energy in a room when things are getting stale and make everybody feel happy. But that same impulse can work against me when I need to be present, when I need to focus, when I need to be there 100% and I'm bored with what I'm doing. That same impulse that causes me, you know... Um, success in one area of my life can bring about destruction in another area of my life when I abandon what I need to be doing right now in order to escape and find freedom and go off on undo uh, something else. That same impulse, 70% of the time, 80% of the time works for my life good, but that 20, 30% of the time works against my life's good. So recognizing that, hey, this is just a seven impulse to do a seven thing, and then to resist that impulse. And that is becoming self-conscious. That is becoming self-aware. That is becoming the computer is in charge, not the software. You've made a break from your personality and said, my, my self-protective, self-preserving personality type is not going to control 
whether I achieve and attain my life's best or my life's good. Okay, so then after you recognize and resist, so what have we got so far? Observe, inquire, evaluate, recognize and resist, and then new choices. Reflect on those new choices. So if I'm not going to just give in to my personality's impulse, then now I can say, well, then what choices do I have? What options do I have? And what you realize is I have hundreds, hundreds of options. Once I'm no longer limited by my personality's operating system or impulses or compulsions, I have hundreds of choices. I have, I have endless opportunities, endless choices. The world is now open to me. Think about like if you're a nine and you're in your parents' basement and you're, you know, your life is passing you by and you want to go, you want a better life. You would love to have a better life. You would love to have a family and love to have kids and love to have a great job and love to have your education finished, but you just can't motivate yourself. You just don't feel like you can motivate yourself. Do you see how your nineness, which makes you such a peaceful, loving, compliant, easy to get along with person working 70% of the time for you is sometimes now working against you? And once you recognize that that's what's going on, my nineness, it's my nineness that's holding me back. You know, it's my eightness that wants to fight people that are for me. It's my sevenness that wants me to escape the things that are going to bring me success because of I'm distracted, because I'm bored. Once you recognize that and you say, I'm going to resist that impulse in this instant. To, to just shrug my shoulders and say, it's fine, I can live with it the way it is, like a nine or a seven, I got to get out of here, this is boring, or a three, I can't focus on my family right now, I can't focus on on uh, on just being present and enjoying the afternoon on a picnic because I got work to do, I got work to do, I got work to do. When, when you can recognize that this impulse is moving me away and destroying my life in this moment, and I resist that impulse and say, wait a minute, this is just a nine doing nine things. This is just a seven doing seven things. And I can let that go. Now, you see what happens is now I have choices. Now I can decide, well, what do I want? You know, not my personality, not my sevenness want, but what do I want? I've created space now. Man, this is huge. This is huge. You're creating space between you and your Look, I don't have seven tattooed on my head. I am not limited to sevenness. I'm not limited to sevenness. You're not limited to, to just operating and thinking and acting like a four, operating, thinking, acting like a five. You don't have it tattooed on you. You do not have to give in to every impulse. Some of your impulses are working to ruin your life, to destroy your life. Oftentimes they work for your advantage, but... Many times they work for your disadvantage and cause you a, a great deal of pain and the people around you a great deal of pain and suffering. And when you recognize that I, I am not constrained, I am not compelled to fulfill every impulse and compulsion I have, and once you resist that, then now in this space, all the new opportunities, all the new choices now can present themselves. Well, what else could I do? I could stay here. I could be present. I could be in this moment and I could enjoy this moment and I could enhance this moment once I let that passing you know I, I I don't have to I don't have to remain unmoved and unchanged by this world I can engage I can engage and I can become anything that I might dream of I can become that no longer limited no longer bound to this passiveness or this frustratedness or whatever it is this anxiety that my personality wants to dictate to me. 
Now I see that in that space, all of the choices of life open up to me and I'm free to choose any of them. That is amazing thought. And then once I decide on what that choice is that's going to move toward my best life's good and toward my eternal purpose, once I decide what that is, you know, when I look at the two pictures of what do I want to become versus where I am, and I look at that map, the last thing is, is now, now I must direct, I must direct myself in that proper direction. Now that I've reoriented and I've recognized that I, I'm moving in the wrong direction, I'm moving in a direction that is not beneficial to me and everybody I care about, and I and I now presented with all, and I resist that tendency to just just go with the flow, to just go with where my personality dictates, and I look at the new choices and I decide on this is a better path for me. This is a, and even though I resist it, even though it's within me to resist that path, once I know what that path is and I start heading down that path that more is inclined to lead me toward the life's greatest good, now I must direct myself, in other words, control myself. I must direct myself toward that best life's good. And look who's in charge now. You are. You're not just moving with the impulses. In other words, you're not just in us waking sleep, you know, this walking dead, this zombie life, this zombie life that everybody is living right now. You're not in this zombie life just being dictated by your personality to do whatever feels good or do whatever feels right or do whatever makes sense or do whatever your compulsions tell you to do, which end up often moving us to the worst, worst crisis and 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 problems of life now you the computer now you are self-conscious self-aware and in control making decisions that work for your best life good not just what feels right at the time this is powerful stuff so let, let's let's one last time observe inquire evaluate recognize and resist new choices and direct I don't know that I have all this right. I'm, I'm, I'm formulating this now. I'm formulating this, you know, a lot of thought in the past about all of this. And then, you know, reading and studying and thinking. I'm, I'm coming to these conclusions that we are not limited like we think we're limited. Um, it's powerful stuff to think about. All right. Well, I hope it's a blessing to you and I hope it challenges you to think. I'm not trying to convince you. I just want to challenge you to think. I want you to think for yourself and say, how many times has my personality, my impulses, you know, kept me back and restrained me when I could have excelled? They have hindered my my fulfillment in life and hindered my my path. And where could I be if 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 I wasn't so inclined to be at peace at any cost or so inclined to be at war with the people that, you know, are not against me? What, what, what is my anxiety and what is my depression and what is my melancholy mood and what is my need to, uh, to be uh, appreciated and what is my need to be free from constraints and my need to organize and control my world? How have those, how have those patterns and those habits sometimes hindered me from actually moving toward what is best for me? Wow, it's powerful stuff. Thank you guys for joining me for this video. Be present to life. We're doing this together, all right? Thank you, guys.